What up, everybody? It's your boy, Daydream. It's your boy, Dre Mathis. And this is the Couch Potato Podcast. So, man, uh, how you been? I've been good, man. I've been good, man. I, I like the way that um, that Couch Potato Podcast sound. That sound dope. I like that. Yeah, we had a lot of names to go with, and it was interesting, you know, trying to figure out the, the correct name to go with. Let me give you all a... Uh, <laughs> A quick rundown real quick of the names <laughs> Daedrian sent me the other day. So these are the names. We chose Couch Potato Podcast. That sounds a little more neutral, kind of goofy. But uh, he, uh, to his credit, he Googled these names. So he's not from, you know, it wasn't his 100% idea. But uh, so he sent me The Chill Podcast, Deep Dive Podcast, Gossip Boys, The Girls Room Podcast. I think her daughter gave him that one. Bachelor Pad Podcast and Candy Chase Candy Chase Sports Podcast. Not sure what exactly he uh, put in the Google search engine, but you know, we got we got we got a couple names back, and uh, we went ahead and went with Cosmo Taylor. I'll, I'll be honest; um, all of those names came from Google. The <laughs> only one that didn't come from Google was I thought about Dre and the Married Guy, kind of like the old TV show Jake and the Fat Man. Um, so that that's kind of how that went. And we originally was gonna go with Dre and the Married Guy, but I was like, nah, let's do something more neutral, uh, more more neutral to the uh, to the show, more neutral to uh, represent both of us. And Costello sound pretty good, pretty good. So we have a lot to get into today. Um, one of the things we're gonna talk about, and we're just gonna give it the rundown for what it is. We're gonna talk about these injustices. That's going on in the black community. Um, it's hmm. a lot that's happening um, with the police officers basically getting away with murder on Breonna Taylor. And although there are a lot of speculations that's going on, when I think about us as African Americans, because him, uh, myself, Andre, we're both African Americans, and we deal with things such as being racially profiled every day. Man. And so, Preach. I mean, even, you know, just walking in a grocery store, we're, we're, we're frowned upon because of our skin color or things that don't look normal. For instance, um, I remember taking um, my son to, the, to, the, to his doctor's appointment and I was looked at because like, wow, there's a dad with his son, with his child in the in the doctor's office, because hmm. usually it's always women. Right. That's something that's not normal. Right. And for for Dre, he, you know, with his daughter, and, you know, it's like, wow, a dad and his daughter, that's not normal. Yeah. You know, you can't, can't go to the park without everything being normalized. Man. So, with all that's been going on, Dre, tell me how have you kind of dealt with it or felt about it? I'm not sure if I have one exact word to describe how I feel about everything going on, man. But it's really, it's, it's been a lot. You know, it has been a lot. You know, I know people kind of assume that um, racism is just something you see on TV or something that's rare or that, um, you know, us as black people are kind of over-exaggerating. But to be honest, honest or not, you know, I deal with it every day, man. I work in the field of, I work in the field of communications to where I am going to people's homes every day, throughout the day. So when I see the different reactions, you know, when they see a young African-American male come in there and 
you know, I, I see how they might treat my coworkers or my superiors because they're not black. They might, you know, accept what they tell them or, you know, it'd be a little smoother for them. But, you know, when I come in, it's, it's you know, oh, well, you don't know what you're talking about mentality. You know, I got to explain a lot more. I got to go into detail a lot more versus if, you know, like I said, um, you know, if a Caucasian coworker or somebody walked in there and, you know, they would know they probably got less, less experience. But because this person in their eyes looks like them, they'll accept what they what they tell them and what they say man but that's just the least of it man it is it is a it is a true concern and worry you know i know for me especially when i have my daughter you know if i'm in a car if i get pulled over you know it's just it really is a worry you know of you know what type of officer i'm going to get that day what type of cop i'm going to get you know i i, I genuinely feel like it's not about um, you know, if you're doing anything right or wrong these days anymore, it's just you might get the wrong cop that day. You might get, you might catch somebody on a bad day. You know, that might be, that might, I know I said, that's the reason you might not make it home. You know, and um, like I was on Daydream the other day, man, it's it's one thing for people to lose their life, not trying to uh, lowball that, but you know, lo losing their life is one thing, but I think the really the heartbreaker is when there's no justice for it. You know, that's something that you would think that, you know, you have your bad apples in every aspect of life, job, school, whatever. You have your bad apples, you know, in every career. But at the same time, you know, you hope that there would be that person, that next man up that might, that can see right for wrong. And right now for us as black people, it's just seeming like that, that everybody's a bad apple. It doesn't matter. You know, police officer, judges, jury, uh, prosecutors, everybody. And when it feels like that, man, it's a it's a true scary feeling, you know. It's 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 an extremely scary feeling because at some point you just you will hope that there's some type of justice or some some right or wrong or somebody that will see it for what it is. But it's um, I don't know. It's a scary world to live in, and um, you know all we can do is you know place our place our faith in God and really just you know focus on that you know and, and not give these you know human mistakes officers give these guys all the power you know they really don't have the power but you know all we can do is do everything that we can on our side make sure we have all our ducks in order and doing the right thing and so we can make it home every night so but yeah it's a scary thing it's a it's a real thing it is yeah one of the things and i'm active on facebook a lot and i see a lot of people from different ethnic backgrounds saying that you know for instance, Breonna Taylor, she wasn't no, you know, saint. She did this, she did that. But regardless of what people done, even in their past, has nothing to do with them losing their life. Right. Even with um, George Floyd, um, he was saying that he couldn't breathe for eight minutes and 46 seconds. And police officers just kept his knee on his neck. Right. And so... It's, it's things like that that, you know, all they could do was pull up what George Floyd did when he was like, I believe, when he was like seven to eight years old when he <laughs> stole like a piece of candy or something like that. Right, right. But the police officer who took his life has, has been getting complaints for 15 years since 2005 and nothing has been done. The whole police department actually had multiple officers with complaints, multiple officers with criminal background history, too. So it wasn't just that. It wasn't just him. It was the whole department that was corrupt. And it's sad that people feel like, oh, well, you know, this person, Brian Taylor wasn't 100% innocent. You know, she had this on her background. It doesn't matter what's on your background or what you did wrong. 
it's justice is justice. You should be able to get arrested, go to court and fight and fight for your case or fight to live. You know, you shouldn't have to worry about not making it to not making it to jail. You know, that's that's the whole point. The point is not whether a person is completely innocent or whether they're a good person or a saint or they have a criminal record or not. No, that doesn't matter. It's your job as an officer is to make sure this person makes it to jail with their life. You know, and, you know, by, by any means, you know, you should not try to take a person's life. But it seems like it seems like more and more that's the first thing, you know, these cops are doing now. It's just, you know, trying, you know, taking people's lives. And then, you know, when these people go to court and they get off and, you know, all they get is suspended with pay or, you know, vacation time and they go get a job six months later. Man, that's horrible. You know, somebody lost their, their their daughter or son for the rest of their lives, but this cop just gets a few weeks vacation, and that's that's ridiculous and that's horrible, man. And that's the injustices that we're talking about when we bring that up for people who don't understand or want to understand. That's exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, and this whole thing of Blue Lives Matter. Um, let me be the first to say, or let me debunk the Blue Lives Matter thing. Blue Lives Matter is not a real thing. Blue, Blue Lives Matter is a uniform. And if you don't feel like you can do the job properly, choose a, choose a different occupation. That's just as simple as I can put it. Um, you know, I've done security in the past and never had an issue. My uniform was blue too. But because, oh, my skin color is different, um, blue, maybe my life doesn't matter. I don't know. So that's the reason why, you know, Kaepernick did what he did. That's the reason why now more players are speaking out on everything that's going on. Tamir Rice, 12 years old, shouldn't have lost his life, but had to have a toy gun. Police showed up and shot and killed him in Cleveland. Not, not even ask questions, not even figure out. Even the dis, uh, the caller that called in the dispatch said that it looked like a, a toy gun. And yet police officers still open fire. Man. So, there's a lot of injustices that's going on, and we as African Americans have to be better because we, yes, we see we we see it's going on. Yes, we see that our brothers and sisters are being killed, but at the same time, what are we doing to make this change? Like, are we dressing properly? Are we, you know, not making ourselves look look like we're a target? You know, it's a lot of things that go into it. Um, I'm a normal or basic kind of guy. Like, I mean, I'm a, I'm a friendly person, but at the same time, like, I don't need the glamour or anything like that. I'm okay with, for instance, like a regular car, as long as it's operating and in good condition, I'm okay with it. I don't need tinted, tinted windows or 20-inch rims because now it makes me a target. Right. For a police officer. So no, I don't I don't want that kind of um how can I say I don't want that kind of like I don't want those kind of binoculars on me watching what I'm doing. Hmm. But it's a shame, man, that you have to, you know you have to, you know <laughs> we gotta sit here and uh, I don't think any other I don't I don't wanna say any other nationality. I say I'm I'm gonna just, you know, keep it one hundred but try not to be offensive, but be honest. You know, I don't think Caucasians have to have to have to shop and think like that. I think I think other minorities do. I think you know, black people do, and other uh, nationalities have to. You know, we have to watch what we buy, what we wear, how we dress. You know, I, you know um, how we talk, how we look, how we come off. 
you know, the kind of cars we buy. We had to think about everything, what neighborhood we live in, you know, because, you know, it's, it's, you already, we're already labeled because of our skin, and let's keep it 100. So, you know, on top of that, you got to think about everything else, you know, that comes with it. And that's, you know, that sucks and that's sad, man, and to have to live a life like that where you're constantly watching your back or watching, you know, your approach towards everything because, you know, you already, you already know we got one strike against us. You know, so when it comes to trying to apply for jobs or, you know, take, you know, schools and things of that nature, man, it's, you know, it's a, it's, it's a, you know, you don't really realize how wrong that is until, you know, until you see it and you grow up. Because, like, I grew up like that, thinking that that was just how it was supposed to be. But it's not. It's yeah. not, man. And the uh, world has normalized it. A lot of times with jobs, like, people look at your name and they try to decipher if you're black or not. Like, that's one of those things that, that just happens. Um, so, you know, we, like I said, we have to do better as African Americans and as, you know, it doesn't even matter the color that you are. We, like, we have to do better. And for any other race, Caucasian, Asian, um, the Latino community, you know, have these conversations with African Americans just to see their, their perspective on what they deal with. And it's not to say that the other ethnic backgrounds do, don't matter. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is just listen. Listen and not listen to respond, but listen to understand. Um, when I go walking in the morning times, I always carry my driver's license with me in my community only because for the simple fact that if police decide they want to stop me for walking, they, they see my address, oh, okay, he lives here. But although we shouldn't have to come to that, but that is that is that is my reality right and so i don't live in fear but you know every day i walk out my house i'm in fear of my life because you know i have a family to take care of it's, it's, it's not just me by myself i have a wife and children so dealing with the injustices that's going on the the mistreatment of african americans no matter where they are is wrong and you know, people are gonna have their opinions. Well, you shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be doing that. So, what if you're doing everything right and you still get pulled over? Like, what if your your license plate, registration, insurance is all up to date? Um, you're not swerving on, on the vehicle. You listening to whatever music you choose to listen to. Me, I listen to a lot of Christian hip hop. So, but it, and it doesn't matter what music you, you're listening to, and you still get pulled over. And and you even doing the speed limit like you're doing under the speed limit, and it you still get and you still get pulled over. What it shouldn't are you supposed to do. <clears throat> it shouldn't matter. And that's the sad part, you know. It shouldn't matter, you know, whether you're doing right or wrong. You know, the cop should be able to do his job, like like he's supposed to, and he should be able to, you know, get a ticket, go home, you know, go, you know, whatever the process may be, and get a ticket, get a whatever, and you should be able to make it home. It shouldn't matter. Um, it shouldn't matter if you listen to a Young Thug or Lecrae. It really shouldn't matter, you know, and but it's but the sad part is it does, and you know, and that's that's what we're trying to get get rid of. That's what everybody, that's all the athletes, you know, when they're taking a stand, when they're protesting, or doing things of that nature, that's what they're fighting for, you know. When people say you know things like Black Lives Matter, that's what that's that's what it means, you know. It's not what people are trying to force it to mean for for political gain, political reasons. It's a it's a legit thing, you know. Um, it's a it's a legit fight every day. 
you know, I had a conversation with my supervisor about this. I won't get into it, but, you know, we had a deep conversation about that. You know, it's it's a legit thing that we're going through. And um, <clears throat> if everybody doesn't understand, man, at this point, you know, hopefully if you are listening, you have a better understanding. If you don't, you know, feel free to reach out and we don't mind having those intelligent conversations. It doesn't have to be a disagreement or argument or a fight or anything. It can be it can be an intelligent conversation and even if you still don't get it, it could be an intelligent disagreement. But ask questions before you assume, ask questions before you respond out of ignorance and emotion. Um, you know, um, one example I can give to that is I'm not Latino or Mexican or anything close to it, but I know seeing people put in cages and ripped away from their families is not okay. Right? So but I can never understand that and I will never speak against it or on it because that's not that you know, that's not tied to me at all. You know, I don't understand it. I'll re I'd rather reach out for that information to understand. You know, so it's just like that. So I mean for everybody who's, you know, turning a blind eye, just think about it if it was you. So yeah. let's go ahead and <clears throat> transition to sports man. We don't wanna stay, you know, too much on it because um we know it's a touchy thing to talk about you know we'll talk about a little bit more next time well let's go ahead and go to sports man let's start yeah. off let's talk about this week three of the nfl um there was a lot of good games to get into um some you know you can kind of laugh at it was like wow that really happened um but one of the games we're going to talk about is the texans and the steelers Ooh, man that oh. game huh <laughs> that was actually a good game for the Texans. Um, started off good. They had a they win. They win the halftime with the lead, um, and things just got kind of bad towards the end. You know, they didn't get flat out beat. You know, but they did lose. They did lose. And now we're zero three. Last time Texans were zero three, we went eleven and two and won the division and finished the season eleven and five. So people are kind of being optimistic about that, but. I'm gonna be honest. I'm a realist. <laughs> We're not going 11 five this year, people. Um, it's not gonna be a, a might be five Might yeah, honestly. Um, you know, I don't see us you know finishing strong this year at all. And um, you know, I think I think as any other Texas fan or Houston native out there knows, you know, I think it's just time to go ahead and get rid of Bill O'Brien. You know, it's time to move on. It's time to uh, go into a different direction. Um, or at least remove that GM label because him as a GM has done nothing, nothing to benefit us at all. So, yeah, I'm not a not a huge fan this season. I'm a Texas fan, but this season I'm going ahead and take that as an L this year. Yeah, um, what I saw from the game was, yeah, Deshaun Watson, he looked good. But watching that game as it progressed, I saw, like, the Pittsburgh Steelers kind of, flex their muscles, so to speak, on defense. And right. what what is so funny is um I've had talks with other people. Um Zach Cunningham is, is horrible in coverage. Yeah, we don't have we don't we haven't had good pass coverage linebackers last few seasons actually in a while. Well the Texans did have a, a good linebacker named Dylan Cole who was great in coverage and watching Zach Cunningham in coverage to me, is the funniest thing. Even when um, when Juju Smith-Schuster got open for his touchdown, all you heard was 
Zach Cunningham was in pass coverage, and <laughs> I immediately laughed because I was like, he's horrible in coverage. Although that was a broken play um, on, I think it was Lonnie Johnson, the uh, safety or cornerback. Right. Like that, that was his. That was his guy that he was supposed to pick up because Juju came across the came across the field and got that touchdown. It was too easy. Too easy. I mean, um, like I said, Texans didn't really just hand in the game. It was a close. It was actually a really good game. We were up 20, um, 21 to set uh, to seventeen at the half. So you know, we we actually were doing pretty well, but we didn't score at all in the second half. We were going to score this in two quarters. That can't happen. So when you have, when we make all the trades that we made and sign all the guys that we signed and did what we did, you can't have two quarters of zero points. That's zero. That's nothing. I mean, we got uh, Deshaun Watson got sacked five times. If you watched the game, you saw that he was running for his life pretty much, you know, that whole second half. And that's not good, man. He's young. He's a warrior. That I mean, I've never seen a quarterback take on hits like him, to be honest. And, you know, he's a he's a game changer. But we can't put him in that situation every play. It's like he's pulling the rabbit out of hat every game to get us points. And to me, that says that the game plan isn't good. The game plan isn't consistent. Things are breaking down. Things are not going right. And, of course, that happens in time to time in the NFL. But to happen every single play, to happen every single series, that's 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 not a good sign. So my biggest concern is just keeping Deshaun Watson healthy for when we do get that roster again, when we can find that DeAndre Hopkins-ish receiver again. You know, we get lucky with that again. But I'll be honest. Yeah. Texas not get another D Hop situation. Listen, we got lucky because we had, we had, we had AJ, and then we got Hop. So we actually got pretty lucky. Might get lucky again. Yeah. And what was the sad part about the Texans being zero three right now is that the Miami Dolphins is going to get a good draft pick. <laughs> oh man, I forgot all about that. Yeah, we don't have our first round pick this year. So. Yep. Moving on to the next game. Disappointing. The Cowboys and the Seahawks. Um, listen. How about them Cowboys? Listen, listen. The Cowboys. Be respectful. Should be two and one right now, at least. To be honest, the Cowboys are a good team with a good roster, and they just keep finding themselves on the other end of close, hard-fought games. And to be honest, man, that Prescott is balling. Absolutely. 400 plus yards passing. Like he's, I mean, he's, I mean, he's doing good. Dak is actually picking up where he left off last like, year. He is, um, yeah. And and from what I've seen is that the Cowboys keep getting in these uh, double digit uh, holes. And they got to come and, back up. And they got to come back out. Right, um, right. Because just as easy as they can be two and one, they can they can easily be zero and three. Man. Um. From 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 what I've seen from the Cowboys is that. There is no assertiveness on the offensive end. Um, Zeke only had, I think, about 35 yards total. That's unacceptable when you just got paid big money. Um, Amari Cooper, I always find a way to get open. Michael Gallup, I always find a way to get open. And the the Cowboys defense is not it's not bad. It's just they, the were, going, they were going up against Russell Wilson. The secondary and, and they were going up against Russell Wilson, and he was just throwing bombs left and right. He he should have had six touchdowns if it was for DK Metcalf showboating <laughs> like he did. Listen, man, DK Metcalf was going to be a beast. He is a beast. He's going to get that big contract probably next year, the year after. But 
um, yeah, man, they would have been. They would have had a. They would have had a bigger, a bigger lead, a bigger win. If it wasn't for that catch, but he'll make up for it. I'm not gonna hold that against him. I, that's not the first time I've seen that happen either. Actually, he he did make up for it. He got a touchdown late in the game to give them the, uh, I think, a five point lead or yeah, five point lead, and then it went for two. Yeah, he finished with four. He finished with four receptions for one ten and a touchdown. So I mean, he did pretty good. I mean, you can't get mad at that. Um, Russell Wilson, man, I want to talk about him because. I said this, I said this in the Facebook post earlier, like a few weeks ago. Well, two about a week ago, and everybody kind of got, like jumped up. I said Pat Mahomes is overrated, and the, and the way I, and not overrated as in he's not good. Pat Mahomes is a beast. He's top three in the NFL. He's amazing. But I think we got so caught up, and the media just jumped on Pat Mahomes so quick that we forgot about Aaron Rodgers, and we forgot about Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is, man, listen, if it wasn't for Lamar last year breaking Michael Vick's record, I think Russell would have got MVP last year, should have got MVP last year. And he, as well as that Prescott, is picking up where he left off and having a fantastic season passing. This dude is, man, he is amazing. So he's my MVP pick so far for this season. I think he needs to get a little bit more respect than what he does because, you know, the media is just so Lamar and Pat. Those guys are amazing. Don't get me wrong. But him and Aaron Rodgers right now, especially after what Aaron Rodgers did last night. And speaking of Aaron Rodgers, let's talk about that game last night between him and Drew Brees. Yeah. Saints and the Packers. Uh, let me say this. The same thing for Deshaun Watson is what's going on with Drew Brees. There was no Michael Thomas. So, yeah, there, there was no um, big plays to be made. But Deshaun Watson is still actually accurate. Drew Brees is not. So, yeah. And Drew Brees is also 41 years old. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, hey, they have Emmanuel Sanders and and they have Alvin Kamara. And they still struggled last night. Still struggled. Last. Al, Alvin Kamara actually was their leading receiver last night with 13 receptions for 139 and two touchdowns. Did a good job of me in fantasy. But still, um, you, know, <laughs> you know, Drew Brees, um, at last year, the end of last year, we kind of saw it. His accuracy just wasn't what it used to be. And, like, for the first time, we really saw some true drop-off from him last year. And um, like you said, man, without Michael Thomas being there, that's a huge that's a huge hurt for them. Yeah, that hurts even, them. Even against the, the Raiders last week, I was just like, man, it really shows how having a number one receiver on your team makes a difference. And let me, let me be perfectly clear. There are not a lot of number one wide receivers on, on everybody's team. They're not. Because, honestly, I'm going to just give you the rundown of the number one, true number one receivers on, on teams. Uh-oh, get Mike, ready for this. Mike Evans. Uh-huh. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh-huh. Julio Jones. Uh-huh. Juju Smith-Schuster is coming into it. He's so a true. I'm, 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 at first, I thought he was a number two, but he's coming into that number one. To me, a number one is a guy that's getting touched on every game no matter what. And, and and is leading by example. Got Let's Juju. See. Got Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen, yeah. He's a number one. I don't think he is. I'm gonna, and I'm gonna tell you why. what. I'm gonna tell you why. Oh because, man. Because think about this: the the the, 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 the people I name and also Michael Thomas. They're all six two or tall. Oh my! No, H- we can't. No, no we can't do it by height. We can't. It makes. No, of course, no, it makes a no, difference. No, I'm, I'm, and I'm saying it makes a difference oh. because. I mean, and, and there's no knock on Keenan Allen. He's a great receiver. He's a number one shifty, receiver. He's a shifty guy. Keenan, if you hear this, don't hurt me. Yeah, don't hurt me either. He's number one. He's a number one guy. He's a beast, man. You got to think about 
I, I see you saying though, height does make a tremendous amount of difference, especially at the receiver position. But Keenan Allen is actually he is. I'm I'm glad you brought up Shifty, because a lot of people don't bring up Shifty when they talk about him. He's actually one of the better route runners in the league and a very shifty receiver to be as long and tall as he is. Um, he can he's a fantastic route runner. I think about him. Think about Devontae Adams. Think yeah. about Amari Cooper. Think Amari about Cooper DK. Is such a great route he's runner. an amazing route runner. He does, he just doesn't have that that speed separation that you would like. He's a fantastic route runner, but his speed isn't it isn't DK Metcalf speed. Put oh, it no, that way. No, yeah, no, it's, it's not. <laughs> right. It's not DK Metcalf speed, but but the the, the thing is with, with route running, you can get separation with route running. Right. Exactly. Like, you can. I, I mean, think about it. The the greatest receiver ever. Oh God. Um, Jerry Tur- Rice. Terrell Owens. No, Jerry Rice. <laughs> Be respectful. He ran a four six and a forty. Oh man, it looked like it. And because he's he was such a great route runner, and because you was not going to beat him at his craft, is why he's the greatest receiver ever. <laughs> ever. It's debatable, but all right. Who's better? I think T.O. is better. I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I think T.O. the complete package, and then Moss. I'm, I'm just gonna be honest, man. I really do. Jerry Rice. I has, think the only thing that makes Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice has four rings. Exactly. That's the only thing that makes him better. But we're, talk, we're talking about better receiver. And, and we talk about receivers, T.O. But you got to think about who else he had on his team. And Jerry Rice played with T.O. But, but before that, he had two John Hall of Taylor. Fame, two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Hey. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah. No, but, no but, you, but you can't just sit up and say that. It's t- oh, wait, the Niners were stacked with Hall well, of Famers. Well, if, if that's the case, uh-huh. we might as well say Andre Johnson is the greatest receiver because he had trash quarterbacks and was still <laughs> able to put up numbers. You can put him in a conversation? No. <laughs> no. What about Larry? Larry Fitzgerald, yes. You can put him in a conversation. But, but well, he's actually. No, nah, like, Andre is not the greatest receiver. We're still. <laughs> <laughs> we won't, we won't no, say that. We don't but. say that. But no, but I think, okay, honestly, I think T, I, I really do. I put T.O. ahead of him because T.O. could do both, and T.O. was physical. T.O. played the Super Bowl on a broken leg, and had a butt with a buck twenty on a broke with two oh with a broken leg. Yeah, and he had a quarterback that choked. Who, yeah, hey, who fought? It wasn't his fault. He didn't <laughs> choke. He like, balled out. Like, I, and I, I remember that year that you know the Eagles got to the Super Bowl, and um, it, and it was against the Cowboys where Roy Williams. Collarbone tackled him mm-hmm. and bent his knee back. That's Broke why he was out. And, yeah. And T.O. works tremendously hard to get back just to just to play in that game particularly. Yeah. He and, learned he learned from Jerry Rice's work ethic. Why do is a hard worker, man? Oh he yeah. Really I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not knocking that. He he's, his he's work a, ethic is not is like horrible anything, but yeah. He definitely put the work in. Yeah, he did. He really did. I, I put T.O. number two. Okay. I'm not <laughs> mad at that. I'm not mad at that. I'm not. I'm not at all. I put either way. Randy at three. Yeah. Then either way, Randy yeah. at three. Because ain't, ain't no way you're 6'4", run a 4'2", and a 40. And, yeah. Listen, either way, yeah, we got to put Randy and, at and three. Then, and then every time you played the Cowboys, you, you showed out because they didn't draft you. Man, that dude was amazing. And I'm a Cowboys fan. Unfortunately. So be respectful. Unfortunately. So the last game we're going to talk about is the upcoming game tonight, the Chiefs and the Ravens. Who you got? I'm going to pick the Ravens because they if they if they control the time of possession, 
they, they, they'll win the game. And I say that because if you look back when the Texans played the Chiefs last year. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Um, with, no, not, not the playoff game. <laughs> not the playoff game. Oh, the missing game we won. Yeah, the, um, during the season game when, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, beat, they beat the Chiefs 31-24. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, time of possession, like, the, the best way to beat Pat Mahomes is to keep him off the field. It's any great quarterback. Got to keep him off the field, yeah. Because they can strike at any time. Right, and get hot. So, so, I believe that the the Ravens' offense can definitely keep Pat Mahomes off the field because as long as Pat Mahomes is on the field, he always has a chance. And he showed in three games last year in the playoffs on their way to winning the Super Bowl, they were down by ten in all three of those games. Twenty four against us. We talk about that though. Um, I, yeah, I all right. So <clears throat> I got wishful thinking. I want Baltimore to win. But I think KC's going to win only because Baltimore has not been tested yet. KC has been tested this season. Um, in my opinion, KC should be 2-1. They should have lost to the Chargers. But that's just bad coaching, in my opinion. They got them that, they got them that, um, that, that win. Um, KC was tested in that game defensively. Um, like any quarterback, especially Pat Mahomes. For some reason, man, that division, KC and Denver, they can hang with Kansas City. Because of their pass rush, their defense keeps them in the game, and um, KC kept them in the game um, with Bosa and those guys. Man, they really put it on Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes had only 69, I believe, passing yards in that first half. That's 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 unheard of. So I, I want to get back to your saying that Pat Mahomes is overrated. Um, no, listen, he's good, but it's it's one of those situations where it's like. You 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 are giving this, let's see, you 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 you're giving this Maserati, you're giving the keys to this Maserati, and now all you got to do is, you know, add add you know put gas in it, and make it run. All right. So so it, it's it's no not. So I, I kind of agree with you about Pat Mahomes being overrated, but I mean he still has to go out there and execute. No, he does. He so no. that's why I say he's still top three. Yeah, he's so, not. He's not the best. Like how they be saying, "Oh, he's the best player in football and all that." No, no, I don't give him that title yet. I think. Okay, let's be honest. Before Pat Mahomes got there, Alex Smith was there, and he was not doing a bad job. They were in the playoffs that season before he got when they got here that first year. And they lost in the playoffs that year. Um, I mean, the Chiefs have, was already a, a complete team before Pat Mahomes got there. With coaching, Travis Kelsey was Travis Kelsey, Tyree Hill was Tyree Hill, and beforehand, Kareem Hunt was Kareem Hunt. Correction. The, the Chiefs were a great offense. Their defense was suspect. Their defense has always been suspect and still suspect to this day. Um, they have good pieces, but they they play they play they for some reason defense is suspect, but they make plays when need to. Right. They 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 get the job done, but the offense of course runs that team. So, um, with that being said, I Who I you think picking? You I'm picking Chiefs? Baltimore. But oh. I think Chiefs gonna win. Like, I, like I, I, I kind of feel the same way with that, but it's like I'm, I'm and and I'm, I'm not picking Baltimore because they're my fantasy team on defense. But I'm picking them. I'm picking them because if, if they can control the time of possession, and they have a great running game, they have great linemen, and Lamar Jackson has to have this mindset: if we get a ten point lead, okay, we we Just need to go it. into our four minute offense. That's all, Jim Harbaugh. Though I yeah. mean, John Harbaugh. Sorry, excuse me. That's all John. I think I, I, I trust him with that, too. I think he's going to um, manage the game, keep the ball in Lamar hands, Ingram, and J.K. Dobbins as well. They're going to run that ball, run that clock down. 
and um, they, they, they know what to do. Um, I think I want Baltimore to win. I think this is their first big game, big test Monday night. For, In front of everybody. For some reason, people. At home. <laughs> right. For some reason, people come out and try to do extraordinary things and they might try to overpass. Or I don't know. Something to where KC, who is the much seasoned together team, is going to win. And if you, like you said, man, Pat Mahomes is one of those guys, one of those quarterbacks, you give them chances, they're going to win. So I, I see KC winning, but I want Baltimore to win, if that makes sense. Yeah. So enough about the NFL. Let's talk about college football. Ha ha. Man, so college football is back. Well, the it's back for the teams that's worth watching, the teams that could potentially be in the playoffs. The teams that mean something. Yeah. Um, of course, these no. I'm not gonna say these no name teams, but these these non these, these non power five. Let's be honest, the non power five schools. Right. That you know their seasons have already started, and I'm really excited to see who can run the table with everything that's going on with this pandemic that's going on. Like, I mean, we we know Clemson is going to be good. We know Ohio State is going to be good. We know Bama. Alabama's going to be formidable. <clears throat> you know, Nick Saban's going to find a way. LSU just lost this past weekend. They're out. But they, they, their season was over with once most of their players left. Got drafted, facts. Yeah. I think I want to bring up somebody in a school that's I think is going to be amazing this year, and they have been. It's them Hurricanes, Miami. Miami been showing out. They got they got them a quarterback now, Derek King from U of H. Shout out to shout out to King. Houston stand up, H Town. And um they've been looking great on offense. And remember they're in the same conference as uh Clemson. They in the A C C. Yeah. That's so, going to be an interesting That's game. gonna be a great game. They they both can stay undefeated. Clemson will. Is it Miami? And Miami can stay undefeated and they already, they already beat Florida State. So if Miami can stay undefeated and get there, that's going to be the probably, yeah. probably the game of the year, to be honest. The ACC championship game if they don't play during the season. During the season, right. I would love to see the turnover chain come out. Man, game. Just, you know just, it is. Just, just one turnover. It one is. One turnover, so turnover chain come out. It definitely is. Because those boys make plays. They um, ball out, yeah. Alabama, you know, they, they've been quiet, so to speak. I mean, of course, they're, they're going to win games because Nick Saban always has them ready. He always. Is, he's the Bill Belichick of college football. Man. And... He's just that good. Like, you know, if, if I were to have my son play football, I wouldn't mind him playing for Nick Saban. But by the time my son gets old enough to play football, Nick Saban might have, might have retired. He better retire. Because my son got about 18 years to go. Nick Saban is, what, 70-something? So, yeah. Yeah, close to his 70s. Um, it's, college football is going to be interesting with the pandemic and things like that that's going on. But, you know, it'll be good to see some some – Big name players and make some noise of some players who even raise their draft stock. It'll be really exciting. It's gonna be it's gonna be an exciting season to see these guys back. Big Ten starts back next month. That's gonna be that's gonna be um, exciting to see. The Pac-12 also is kind of starting back next month. It's gonna be good to see. Um, so yeah, man, I'm, I'm I'm excited to see these kids play. I know they were all frustrated about not being able to play, and they fought for it, so they got it. The right protocols are in place for them. It's safer. So I just, I'm hoping everybody has a safe season. And I don't want to see, you know, I hate I hate to see injuries, especially these guys going to the draft. I want to see them make it to the draft and train and 
you know, follow their dreams, you know. But I want to see some good games, some good competition. Like I said, I'm excited for the Hurricanes. I'm a fan of the underdog. I'm tired of Alabama winning every year. It's annoying. But, um, you know, I, you know, you can't, I can't hate on greatness, you know. You got to um, beat them. Correction, Alabama hasn't won in two years. Let's just clarify that. Yeah, oh, well, they're in it. They're in the mix every year. Put it that way. They're in the mix. You're right. LSU and Clemson taking it. So, yeah, um, they're in the mix. So, you know, um, it's how I see Alabama getting, you know, Alabama can lose and they'll still get voted in the playoffs with Alabama. Because it's, it's their prestige. It's, it's, it's kind of like for college basketball, and I know that their season is coming up pretty soon. It's kind of like basketball when you hear the, the the Dukes and the North Carolinas and the Kentuckys right. and the Kansas. Like, they can, they can lose a couple they, they and still get it. They can lose a couple it. of games and even even get knocked out in the first or second round of the of their respective tournaments. And still get into the um, March the big Madness. Dance. Yep, sure can. So it, it, definitely I mean, right. It's, it's that prestige, and and of course, you know that's that's what they, what they call box office. Yeah, people want to see these teams play. I love, but like I said, I'm a fan of the underdogs, man. So I, that's why I like March Madness. Actually, I love seeing those schools that nobody really knows about or respects come in and upset these big name schools. I love, I love upsets, man. I love it. So we'll see this year, man. We'll see what happens this season. Um, who's your four pick for the playoff this year? If you had to pick right if now, I, if I had to pick right now, I'm gonna have to say obviously the two picks easily are Clemson and Ohio State. Josh Fields, that guy, that kid is amazing. Justin, Justin Fields. I'm he's sorry, a, he's amazing. He's amazing. Trevor Lawrence, yeah, he's gonna guide the troops. Uh, probably Alabama, only because it's Alabama. The third team, and the fourth team. I doubt it happens, but I'm just going to limit and say UT. <laughs> um, Oklahoma is is not who we think they're going to be. Um, the the kid Spencer Rattler, he's not a, impressed. I'm not impressed. Listen, he, he's a he's a he's a big arm kid. Yeah, what I see from him, he is a Pat Mahomes wannabe. Like he, like I understand that quarterbacks can have some arrogance or have a little cockiness, but watching him in high school, his games and how he interacts and things like that, I was just like, yeah, I'm not impressed. You talking about the show on Netflix? Give yes. one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one. I was not impressed. Like I mean, his, like his, his backup quarterback was better than him in my I mean, opinion. I mean, actually, um, we're talking about backup quarterback. It's two things. We'll talk about backup quarterbacks in TV shows. If you watch QB One, did you see Rhea Mitchell from that school in California? Yeah. Okay, his backup, B DJ. He's at Clemson now. He's amazing. He's a beast. Um, it's crazy how you know his backup. It's like it's like number one recruit in the high school after after Rhea left. But anyways, um, I think I think Spencer I think um, Spencer Rattler has the potential to be a really 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 good quarterback. I trust Lincoln Riley. This this is Spencer's first year starting. He's been sitting for two years, about a year. And um, I think, you know, it's just, you know, first-year jitters, you know. They didn't really have a complete training, off-season training camp, everything of that nature. So I don't really put too much on him. I think he'll be good by the end of the season. Definitely better next year for sure, his second year starting. Um, I think Oklahoma is actually in the same category as LSU as far as losing their starters. Think about C.D. Lamb and those guys leaving. Um, Oklahoma put a lot of guys in the NFL these last few seasons. Not yeah. to mention a quarterback position. So, um, give them they, a few yeah, years. They put three Heisman winners. Yeah, back to back. So that's what's crazy. So let's you know, 
give them um, some time to really get back to where they are. I think by the end of the season, we'll see a better product. UT, you know, <clears throat> I want to put them in so bad, but after I saw what happened against Tech, they won, but Tech put 50 on them, so and they went overtime, so I don't know. And I, I don't know. Uh, but I my, my top four, I'm going to go ahead and say Miami gets the upset over Clemson. Um, I think and Clemson will still get in because okay, they're Clemson. <laughs> right. The ACC is too weak, so I don't know. I think if they're in the SEC, maybe, but the ACC is too weak. So I, especially with Ohio State and them playing, so I'm, I'm going Miami. I'm going Bama with LSU being down. I don't think Georgia they they have a quarterback going, issue going on because of the pandemic. So I'm going Bama for sure. They're going to go undefeated. Um, uh, I'm gonna go Bama. Gotta go uh, Miami. Gotta go Ohio State. Um, they might get upset at two, but we'll see. And my fourth one, um, the fourth one, I'm guessing, uh, I think uh, late last year, Baylor almost snuck in. So I wouldn't be surprised this year, especially since UT having close games and Oklahoma already lost. Baylor might sneak in this year. So that's my four. Baylor not getting in. I doubt any of those teams will get in but in, Alabama, but in, still. In, in the words of Charles Barkley, I guarantee <laughs> we, Baylor not getting in. Listen, listen, we're not going to quote Charles Barkley right now the way he said the other day. We're going to let him. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna not paying attention say, to him either, but I just, well, I just wanted to get that part out. I guarantee you that Baylor won't get in. Listen, if Baylor gets in, you owe me a bag of skills. That's on I, record. I got you. Yeah, that's, that's on, on record. record. That's on record. So this next thing, guys, oh, man. The NBA Finals. We got the Lake Show. Come on. LeBron, LeBron is back once again. LeBron and AD and the Lake Show against Jimmy Buckets. Oof. Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero. When the hero comes along. Come on. He'll give you strength to carry on. <laughs> and the Miami Heat. The only thing that would make this finals better is if... They was actually playing at their stadiums. Exactly. That's it. Only and, thing. And, and maybe if, if we had the funds to go to, go to, 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 a, to go to Los Angeles and Miami. Listen. To, get, to go to them beaches. I don't think... <laughs> I don't think that would be a smart idea. Because they're they, they going to be wild. It's going to be a wild. I'll be honest. Man. Even if I did have the funds, my wife wouldn't let me go. Man. Without her. Man. We can go. I'll go. I'm seeing. I seen your postcard. <laughs> seen your, seen your whole video. But I don't think, you know, you should that be you know beneficial for you. But I, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. <clears throat> you know, I think um, L.A. in six. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if Miami willed their way to Game Seven. They, you know, they some dogs, man. I'm going to say, I wouldn't be surprised if it goes six, but I'm going to say Lakers in five. Oof. Here's why. Oof. Oof. That's so disrespectful. It's, I'm, I, and, I, and I, I tease about LeBron, although he's, you know, my favorite player um, that I enjoy watching. And I'm one of those, I'm one of those guys when I watch basketball, I like players who's multifaceted, like who can do a bunch of things. Like, I, I grew up watching Magic Johnson play, although it was the latter part of his career, but I definitely watched Magic Johnson play and how he handled the ball. And LeBron James is just Magic Johnson on steroids to, to really break it down for what it is. 
So Brian Michael Jordan on steroids. So we 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 not gonna go into the to the goat uh topic today, maybe next week. But I'm going to say definitely Lakers in five only because the Lakers have been closing out games when they need to. Like and and, it's, and you know, with Miami, you know, they can be down by ten and make a run. You're not gonna do that on LeBron and A D led Lakers because they've been able to close out games. They've been really and and that's been the difference. You know, a lot of people have said LeBron wasn't gonna survive in the West. Oh, he couldn't handle it, he couldn't do this, he can do that. And remember last year, they were the fourth seed in the West after Christmas night. The fourth seed in the West before his injury. So now he And that was without A D. And that was without AD. So coming back the following year with AD, they're the number one seed in the West. And they have shown and flexed their muscles as the number one seed in the West. Listen, the only reason I might agree with you about five is because there's no home court advantage in, in this playoffs. There's no true atmosphere you have to go through. Yeah, you know, Miami no got the better home court because they're in Orlando. So, <laughs> mm, there ain't no fans there though. You know what I'm saying? That, but that, that, that's family. Right, right, right. Ain't no that, that's kind of where I like. There ain't, ain't no real fans. Ain't no real hostile environment. Ain't no real crowd going crazy. I mean, look. One thing I love about the NBA and college basketball is these man these playoff atmospheres. Ain't nothing like it. Ain't nothing like watching these games, man. The crowd is just going crazy. So without that, you know, you can pump crowd noise all you want to. You can have a few fans and babies in the stands. There ain't nothing like going to a going to an oracle for a game six or a game seven trying to win. You know, nothing like going, you know. So I, I just think that without that, without that factor, I think L.A. might have, you know, might close it out quicker than what people think they will. Um, <clears throat> you know, I don't see I – don't, but, I mean, but like I said, I wouldn't be surprised – if Miami pushes the six and then pushes the seven, I would not be surprised that happens. Right, and and for, and I know for, for myself, I love basketball. So anytime basketball is on, I'm trying to watch it. Like I'm I'm that guy that watches the summer league because you know I love basketball that much. So, but speaking of Oracle or now the Chase Center in San Francisco. The upcoming basketball season is about to get crazy. With Minnesota getting the number one pick and the Golden State Warriors having the number two pick, it's and and no knock on everyone else that's in the draft lottery or in the draft order that's going on. But I'm 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 almost certain and, and I've and I've thrown this out here on Facebook and I'm almost certain that with the Warriors having the number two pick, I'm, I'm for certain that they're going to pick James Wiseman at the number two pick because Miller. Minnesota Minnesota doesn't need a big man. They got Clint Capella, who is trash, um, and they got Carl Anthony Towns. They don't need another big man. I mean, they could pick him, but I don't see the Timberwolves picking James Wiseman. So he's going to follow number two. Number one pick could either be Anthony Edwards or um, Lamelo Lamelo Ball. Yeah. Um, I'm. I would say probably Anthony Edwards because Anthony Edwards can play off the ball more so than Lamelo could. 
I got LaMelo going to Golden State. LaMelo's not going to Golden State. That's my dream pick. Well, good thing it was all a dream. <laughs> and no, it's not Word Up magazines. <laughs> I got LaMelo going uh, to Golden State. I think next season is going to be crazy. Um, it's going to it's going to be interesting to see because of the timeline, because everything is off. I mean, we're right back in the fall, and the finals is just starting. Normally, they're getting ready for the upcoming season, so we're going to see it when the season is actually going to start and what type of – how they're going to put that back in balance. I mean, is the NBA season always going to be off balance now? Are they going to have to give them a whole year off, you know, um, just to get it back in order? The draft the draft's been pushed in November, so um, the season will probably start next year sometime in the spring, so we'll, we'll see. That's kind of what I'm more so looking forward to seeing is how that's going to flow and how that's going to go because everybody else started on time. The NFL, um, I think baseball had a little delay, um, and then college football. But the NBA is the one that took took the huge hit with the time timeline and everything. So it'll be kind of interesting to see how they're going to do that next year. I believe they should have a short season to that way that, that it'll kind of into not, not a condensed schedule, but a short season to where it could kind of – fall back into place because a lot of things are being pushed back even with the Olympics because of the pandemic. Um, Facts. But, 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 he, but he, he was my scenario, everybody. So, I, and I've been saying this, all right, let's say the Warriors get um, James Wiseman at the number two pick. Now, I've been saying this, if the Warriors decide not to keep him, they make a trade with Milwaukee because, let's be honest, Milwaukee is not a sexy de- destination. They trade... Wiseman, Wiggins, and Draymond for the Greek Freak. But the Greek Freak contract up, ain't it? Oh, he'll resign in Golden State. Look, Milwaukee got some great shooters over there. I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade Draymond. I, I wouldn't trade Draymond. I'm sorry. But Draymond and Giannis kind of do the same thing. It, it's just that one is taller. Not it. I don't. I don't think so. I don't know. I, I, I would have to disagree. I would have to disagree. I, w- I would have to keep my dog. You need that dog. You need that dog. And, uh, you know, you see what Jimmy Butler has done for Miami as a dog. You see what happened to Philly. Philly is, you know, awful without without that dog on their team. You need that dog. And Draymond is that dog for Golden State. He's always been that dog. You know, when it came to going against LeBron, he's the one that kept him. He kept that aggressive mentality, and he matched it for them. So, I uh, man, they if they do trade him, you know, which isn't the, you know, I'm pretty, I'm guessing that, you know. And, and and let me say this, I have nothing against Draymond Green. I, you know, like he's a great player. Like he he's a, he's also one of those other players that that you know, there's a multifaceted kind of player. Talent, yeah, man. He's so he's so underrated as a scorer, as a shooter. He really is for a big guy. Uh, he's um, only underrated because he really can't shoot that well, but. Game, I mean, I mean, game, he, he'll make shots. Game like, seven against Cleveland. Game seven finals against Cleveland. He had what, 37, 35? Seven, what, five, three, four, five threes? He kept a minute. And what was the result? They lost because everybody else was hurt. No. <laughs> Ky- Kyrie put that wet jumper in front of Steph Curry's face. I think that was the year LeBron did the block on Eagle Dollar. Yes. Yeah, that was. It was the same game. That, oh, it was the same game. Yeah, yes. that was. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Um. So, but, listen. When, I mean, Le- when LeBron they, finally plays defense, nothing else matters. Oh well, there, there are two different LeBron defenses. There's the season LeBron that plays defense, and then there's 
playoff defense. defense LeBron. That's what I'm saying. When playoff LeBron pops up, it's a wrap. And then like, they knew about that. Like what what he did against um, Jamal Murray. Yes. Oh yeah. Like them up because because I was just, just I had just texted him like probably minutes ago. I said I told him I said I said uh, playoff defense LeBron looking like season defense LeBron. Yeah. He, he was yeah, not he playing did. defense, and then all of a sudden, man, five wow. minutes left in the game. Okay, okay, I see you. I see you, King. I ain't mad at you, Doc. LeBron said, "I got this game." And he did that. So, these finals is about to be crazy, even though it's going to be limited fans. But this upcoming season, I cannot wait. I'll be honest. I have not played 2K since I got 2K. I really think if I was Adam Silver and those guys, I really think. This may sound wishful wish, wish thinking. I really think it's a good thing back in order. Since the players have been through a lot, they sacrifice a lot by playing in the bubble, not seeing their families as much and things of that nature. I really think they should just give them, they should let this come back around. Just give yeah. them the rest of the year off until, until yeah. the NBA normally starts next year. Yeah. I mean, I would, and, and even even start the season early. Like yeah, Maybe like a few weeks early. Like, well, because I know, I know this past, I know this this season, it started like the second week of October, and it usually start like the, the last week of October. But I, I think it should start the beginning of October. Have your preseason games in September. Give everybody a chance to let just their bodies relax. Truly unwind with right. everything going on. Take you know, take some time yeah, off. Really yeah. take a vacation with your family. Like, yeah, really do it. Cause they sacrifice a lot. You know, I know, I know everybody's saying they millionaires and that's their choice. But man, listen, these guys, that was a it, it was a brave decision for them to play, and it's a brave decision to not to play. Whatever they chose, I think I think that would be really beneficial for everybody if they truly just took that time off. You know, to get things back in order. Because they try to start it early, like around February or August, it's going to just mess up for the following season. It's going to keep messing it up. So why not just go ahead and just take them extra few months off and let them just, you know, come back when they normally start the season. Right. Yeah. I mean, and you know, you know, of course, you know, some of these players, they just want to play. But, I mean, now, like, once the season is over with, like, just, just relax. Like, literally, be a couch potato. <laughs> exactly. Um, our last topic, man. I know this is something Dre don't um, really know much about, but it's the baseball postseason. Um, I feel like every team got in the postseason. Um, but I mean the the draft. I mean not the draft. I'm sorry. The playoff format, you know, made it seem like every team can get in, so to speak. But the playoffs start today or tomorrow. The wild card, like there, there are eight teams. It's almost like in basketball itself. The wild card is the best of three series. Then the divisional, best of five, and the NL and ALCS and World Series of seven games. Um, I think this may be the shot the Dodgers actually get it this time. They they shouldn't have any issues. They got pitching. They got the hitters. They got everything that they need to get through. Um, looking at some of the sleeper teams, um, maybe the Astros. <clears throat> I can kid it. No, Listen, not I'm the gonna, Astros. I don't even watch baseball, and I know Astros ain't gonna win this year. This is, I just don't see that happening at all this year. Um, I like the. I mean, I don't. <clears throat> I get it's like a you know, <clears throat> kind of you know putting everybody in the playoffs format. But I mean, I think baseball. Was uh you know because they were so on the cusp of not actually having a season more than anybody, 
Um, they, um, you know, I like how their team moves around. They, you know, got to safe for the players to play. You know, and I appreciate the fact that they're going to do the whole bubble mentality for the playoffs. I mean, this was really good. So, um, you know, my pick this year, I'm going to do is the Dodgers. You know, I, I had them picked before preseason because, you know, I think, <laughs> and this is no shot <clears throat> to the Astros. I'm an Astro fan. I think once you take away the cheating and all the extra, the Dodgers were a better team than even them or the Yankees. Um, the Yankees can't stay healthy for some reason. So, you know, because they got the injury bug. Um, you know, I think, you know, you want to head give it to yeah, Dodgers I, the front line. I, I, I've joked around about the Astros cheating when they won the World Series, but truthfully, yes, we got you Darvish, my gosh, that guy's the reason why the Astros won the World Series. Because although Clayton Kershaw would have been on two or three days rest, two days rest, I still would have played him because he came in and pitched lights out after that second inning. And because the Astros got those five runs early, Dodgers were demoralized after that, and they never recovered. Although they may have scored a run or two, it just wasn't happening. The reason why the Dodgers wasn't there this year is because, listen, I got to say this. I'm a, I'm a huge Dodgers fan. Been rolling with them because, you know, my granddad rolled with them. So, I got to say this. Dave Roberts... If you can hear me, you need to try your best to save Clayton Kershaw's postseason wackiness. I'm going to just call it what it is. Um, against the Nationals, after that sixth inning where he got those two, that one out or two outs, should have took him out. Because now he's, he's going to be looked at as Peyton Manning or Kevin Garnett before he went to the Celtics. Great during the season. Playoff time come, can't show up. So, so, Dave Roberts, save Clayton. Like, like if, he, if you're bringing him in to get an out, okay, that's fine and dandy, do that. But don't don't bring him back in that following inning because he shouldn't have been in there. And then you see the results. The Nationals win the World Series. So, final thoughts. What you got, Dre? I'm excited for this game tonight, you know, uh, between the Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens. And I'm excited for the NBA Finals starting up on Wednesday. Um, man, just look a lot, lot to look forward to. Very optimistic about the season. Um, I hope I hope the, uh, the owners and everybody take care of the players, you know, postseason. And, you know, yeah, just excited. My thoughts, final thought. health in the NFL. A lot of players are going down and it shows and it makes a huge difference. Without preseason, you know, players can't really recover like they should. So I am hoping for a healthy NFL season. I'm hoping for a healthy postseason in baseball. And in these finals, no one gets hurt. I hope it's a clean um, sports this year. Um, anyway, so look, we'll be back next week. Um, make sure you tune in to the Couch Potato Podcast where I'm Daydream. This is Dre. And we are signing out. Peace.